The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to MarTech Predictions Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about what the godfather of the MarTech industry thinks is going to happen this year. Joining us for MarTech Predictions Week is the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Brinker, who is the VP of Platform at HubSpot, which is a leading customer relationship management platform that provides software and support to help businesses grow better. HubSpot builds marketing, sales, services, and website management products that start free and scale to meet their customers' needs at any stage of growth. Scott is also the head of the Chief MarTech blog. He's involved with the MarTech conference. He basically created the MarTech industry. We're excited to have him here. And in addition to being our guest, him and HubSpot are also sponsors of the MarTech podcast. So far this week, Scott and I have talked about his predictions, which are the reintegration of MarTech horizontally across organizations. His second prediction was the RevOp movements, how marketing, customer service, and sales are all going to be blended together. And yesterday, we talked about the continued advancement of no-code technology and what that's going to look like in 2022. Today, we're going to talk about Scott's fourth prediction for this year, which is the B2B commerce revolution. All right, here's the fourth installment of MarTech Predictions Week with Scott Brinker from HubSpot. Scott, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Great to be back. Round four. Round four. Excited to have you back on the show. Always good to hear what you think is happening in the industry. And it's good to spend some time. Nice way to start off the year. We've covered a lot of ground about what's going to happen across multiple business units within the organization, how sales, rev ops, IT, we're all going to be using the same solutions, looking at hopefully the same KPIs. Today, we're going to talk about more of an industry-specific thing. What's going to happen in B2B commerce? You think this is a big year this year for B2B commerce. Talk to me about what you think is going to happen and why. It is going to be a huge year for B2B commerce. And really, this is another thing that came out of the effects of the pandemic is we had all these ways of doing business in B2B that were so heavily based on face-to-face interactions, individual sales reps with individual customers, and kind of everybody. There was a certain amount of digital activity, but just, you know, the buyer sales interaction mechanism, it just had so much inertia with it. 
And then the pandemic hit and all of a sudden, the only way to do business was through digital channels. So you saw people start to like hurriedly pull things together like, okay, well, I guess, yeah, we could do this over video conference or yeah, I suppose we could just set up this page and you could pick the things you want and, you know, place an order this way. And all of a sudden, actually, people found like these new modes of interaction, like, yeah, this isn't bad. It's kind of efficient. And, you know, if I have a question, I know who to reach out to. But increasingly, as a B2B buyer, I could just make these transactions online. It's I'm not saying it's quite at the level of pulling something in your Amazon cart, but it's getting pretty close there for a lot of these businesses. In fact, right before we were jumping on this, I had seen some data that McKinsey had published. They've been studying this whole rise of B2B commerce. And one of the figures that just leaped out at me is over the past two years, e-commerce was maybe offered like about in half of the businesses. Most of the way in which business was done for sales was in person. Over the pandemic, e-commerce slowly started to rise. We're experimenting with video conference, online chat. Just in the survey data they had collected from November 2021, for the first time ever, actually e-commerce was now the most common channel for this over in-person, over video conference, over online chat, and people being able to self-service as a B2B buyer in transactions. And that's a pretty remarkable tipping point. It's interesting. I think that there's two components to this. There's the e-commerce actual, you know, sort of the cart functionality. And then there's the concept of just digitizing the sales process. It's actually something that we're one of our in-house priorities for 2022 is instead of me sitting down and doing ad sales for everybody in the MarTech industry, why aren't I creating things like Loom videos to being able to describe each individual product and answer the questions that I know with some sense of fidelity in the same way that someone might have a conversation with me or anybody else in B2B sales, but it doesn't require that sort of one-to-one real-time communication. And I have mixed emotions about that, and I'm sure lots of other businesses do, whether we should be still sort of trying to sell directly in person's handshakes, whether it's video calls or not, or whether everything is moving towards a web page with video, with content from introduction to product explanation, all the way through the actual purchase. What level do you think we're getting to when it comes to B2B commerce? And does it change depending on what type of products, you know, $10,000 products being bought like an Amazon product? Is that happening? Are we at that level yet? I brought data. Of course you did. (laughs) Two other things from that McKinsey study from November, right? This is just two months ago. So one of the questions they'd asked, they'd been tracking people like, how comfortable are you spending under $50,000? How comfortable? 50 to 500,000. How comfortable are you doing like self-service, digital self-service, $500,000 or more? And what was interesting was by February 2021, it was still something like 27% were comfortable saying, yeah, I'd do a half a million dollar or more purchase. Nothing personal. Those people are nuts. But go on. (laughs) I don't know. If you have the relationship between the company, it's clear what you're getting. I think actually it is incredibly efficient. But here's the kicker to this. So it was 27% in February. By November of last year, that jumped up to 35%. I mean, let's face it, this is the same thing we went through on a different scale. But when e-commerce first launched, people were like, wait, you expect me to put my credit card into that internet thing? Are you insane? (laughs) It's just, this is now happening at a different scale and it's at an organizational level. And I mean, let's face it, if you're a company, you're engaging with a company like HubSpot, a public company, 
how much do you trust that like, okay, yeah, I can do this subscription online with HubSpot. I mean, is HubSpot going to run away with my money? They're a public company. If they did that to anyone, I mean, it would be disastrous. It's like the reputation of these organizations in many ways is so much more stable than the, hmm, somebody set up this tiny little e-commerce site last week for the first time. I'm not even quite sure where it was registered. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, so... We're getting more B2B transactions. I guess the question for me is, and similar to non-B2B commerce, you know, I guess B2C e-commerce, there's concerns that some people need to overcome about security. And there's also, you know, what am I getting? The sales process. Talk to me about some of the risks that you see with the changes in B2B commerce. Well, for B2B commerce to happen, you have to have sort of three things. So you have to have the trust. The people trust like, okay, I can do this transaction and what I, what I buy, what I get, the security of the whole thing, right? Making sure that's good. You also need people to be able to really understand what it is they're buying. Like a lot of the B2B buying process, it had always been the case that the actual PO or transaction at the very end was kind of like the tiniest little step there. I mean, you know, all the work was figuring out like, okay, let me understand what the options are. Let me understand how this is going to work. If there's any sort of configure price quote, like what are the different variations and how I do that? That's usually been the work that frankly, most salespeople, right, have had to manually be able to walk people through. So the more of that that you're able to actually recreate through digital experience, great. Actually, as it turns out, customers prefer that because again, just as we are with e-commerce, we kind of like to take a look at our different options and see, oh, well, if I change this around like that, and how about this other thing? And in some ways, it's uncomfortable doing that when you're like on the phone with someone. I mean, you, you sort of feel this like social pressure to be like, yeah, all right, let's, let's have our answer here. So the more you digitize that stuff, I think the better the sales experience is earlier in the process. But then the last thing you need, and you absolutely need this, is you need the ability for the customer to reach a salesperson 
whenever they want. Because at some point, for whatever reason, in that process, if they don't feel they have the answer they need from the digital experience, you got to make it super, super easy for them to connect with a human being who can address their concerns and answer their questions right away. Yeah, it's interesting. I think as we start to talk through some of the B2B commerce options, the connection to the sales team, whether that's, hey, make a phone call, the obvious way, talk to somebody, make sure you're doing the transaction right, but also some of the uses in bot technology, some of the conversational marketing technologies we've seen. I'm assuming that we'll see growth in that area as well. I had one other stat. I promise this will be the last stat I'll hit you with. Stat away. We love it. One other thing from this McKinsey study is they were looking at the growth in different sales roles. There's still demand for field sales. There's still demand for inside sales. There's significant growth, 64% growth in salespeople who are able to deal with like purely digital channels. But the largest growth is in what they call these hybrid sales roles, which is growing 70%. And again, it's this recognition that actually for a lot of buyers, it is going to be a mix of certain human to human engagements, but then also all of these other digital experiences. And the buyer gets to choose at the different moments, like which they want to turn to. So yeah, I think it's going to be actually a really exciting time for innovation in sales organizations in general, because... It's almost what marketing went through 10 years ago. Hey, listen, we can blend all the things we know about marketing and storytelling and engagement with markets and customers. And we can blend this with all this amazing, cool technology. It's like the sales organization is now going through that same revolution right now. And I I think it's just going to be an incredible time. Finally, our brethren in the sales team are catching up. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Scott Brinker, the VP of Platform at HubSpot. If you'd like to hear more of Scott and HubSpot's MarTech predictions, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when Scott and I talk about his last prediction for 2022, which is MarTech ecosystem expansion. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Chief Martech, that's C-H-I-E-F-M-A-R-T-E-C, or you could visit his company's website, which is HubSpot.com, or his personal website, which is ChiefMartech.com. Again, it's C-H-I-E-F-M-A-R-T-E-C.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.